Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. When Amina Ekic was growing up in Louisville, she obviously had her dreams. But her path towards the professional game is one that never would have been possible just a few short years ago. The Racing Louisville Forward joins us today to discuss helping build a soccer culture with a new club in her hometown, being starstruck by Marta, and how the start of her professional career is far beyond a dream come true. For Amy Ruskai, I'm Ryan Tolmich, and welcome to all of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show. Amy, an- another big one here today. We're, we're joined by a guest that obviously has a very unique perspective on what is a unique soccer city, and Amina Ekic. You know, what do you what do you think we're gonna get into a little bit today? I think it's just cool. Like you just look at the like her journey on the face of it. Born in Louisville, grew up in Louisville, went to college in Louisville, and then gets drafted by Louisville to play in the NWSL with Louisville. Like. I don't think there's many stories out there quite like that, so it's a, a pretty cool one, I think, for us to get stuck into. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a, a crazy one and, and a good way to break down a, a rising player in a rising soccer city where a lot is really changing with the introduction of this team. But, you know, with that said, let's hop right into it. Without further ado, uh, here's our interview with Amina. All right, we're joined by Racing Louisville's Amina Ekic. Amina, how's it going today? It's good. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing okay. Doing okay. Obviously, we have a, a lot to talk to you about and, and kind of break down You know your path. It's obviously been a, a crazy path that obviously you couldn't have really predicted growing up just because it wasn't one that, that really existed. But let's just, just kind of starting off with, with what it's been like for you over the last 18 months. You know, Obviously, you're drafted fifth by Racing Louisville, and it's been a year since you made your debut for the club in the NWSL Challenge Cup. Have you had time to kind of reflect on what this year's been like? How's it kind of been living? in it and what's it all kind of been like as as your life has kind of changed yeah it's been crazy for sure I would say it's simmered down uh, more so now than it was a year ago but everything just happened so fast because I mean I had my senior year of college and that was um, during COVID so that was very different Um, we had different procedures and like things we had to go through and then same with like the NWSL and the draft like everything was virtual and like 
everything was figured out as it went by everyone because I don't think anyone really knew what was going on or how things were going to go down. So it was very from, it was very like from one thing to the next, like I had my senior season and then I was like talking to NWSL coaches, agents, and then it was the draft and then I was here. So everything just happened so quickly. And then, I mean, my college season ran right into preseason. So it was just like one thing to the next. Have you had time to have a break and, and chill out yet? I have. The off season was much needed. I took um, a month and went to visit my best friend in San Diego. So I was out there enjoying the warm weather uh, while it was cold here. But yeah, I definitely had some time to like chill out and reflect. And then I made a plan and, you know, got back to work and like got ready for preseason this year. When you look at, at where you are now, it's you get to play in your home city. And that's obviously like such a unique opportunity. And it's also one that, what, five years ago, you couldn't have imagined happening because this didn't exist. So what what is that like as someone who, who grew up in Louisville and, and, and kind of built their career in Louisville to now be a part of kind of building Louisville as a, as a soccer city in a way? Yeah, sometimes when I actually sit back and like look at the details and everything that happened, and I'm like, everything really had to align for like this to have happened. And it's... um. It's crazy. Like, I remember wanting to go to Chicago, actually, because it was the closest place to Louisville at the time in the NWSL. And I'm like a big homebody. And then I remember it was like the end of my junior season or the beginning of my senior season when they announced like NWSL Louisville and it was coming here. And I was like, you know, what are the odds? And it was the team would have been established as I was graduating. So I was like, the timing was perfect. Everything was perfect. And I knew I was like, man, like I wanted to be here. Like that would have just been like amazing. Like I was born here. I grew up here. Um, I went to college here and then to like play NWSL here, like that would be um, like an amazing opportunity. And um, it's just so nice to see how many opportunities that NWSL team has brought to Louisville. Like um, with the academies and with the support groups and just like the community coming together because Louisville is like that small, big city, small city kind of vibe. Like it's a a decent sized city, but like everybody knows everyone. And it's like pretty cool to like watch everyone like rally behind us as we, you know, play our games. Before that, like NWSL came to you and before you were playing at uni in Louisville like where did your kind of soccer journey start in the city of Louisville going back to to when you were younger yeah so I remember I grew up a lot watching my family members play so my grandpa played my uncle played my dad played so when they came here from Bosnia they joined like a Sunday league and they actually played where we train now, like where they had built the training facility and all that stuff. It was um, just like fields. Like if you were here, it makes sense. But like you like go to our training facility and on the other half, it's just like like fields. And that's how it was on the other side as well. So I would grow up um, going to watch them play like they played together. My grandpa played for a little bit at the beginning and then he was the coach. So I just remember that's when I like fell in love with soccer and I loved watching soccer and I loved being outside on those Sundays and just watching them play and like kicking around with the kids. And then once I was about, I'd say eight or nine years old, they signed me up um, this local place. It was called Beachmont 
and it had like it was just like your rec sports kind of like your ymca uh sort of and they had like soccer baseball football lacrosse and i played co-ed with this team and i remember we got to the finals and we lost but that's when i really like kind of realized like i'm kind of like i'm pretty good at this like i was small but i was quick and i mean we were mixed in with boys so i kind of had to figure out what I was good at because I wasn't going to push anyone over. Um, from then on, my dad signed me up to play club soccer at this place called Javanon Football Club. Um, and that's, it was like a drive from my house. It was like 30, 35 minutes. And um, that's where I played from 9 to 18, like before I went off to college. So that was like the club to be at before now we have like academies and ECNL and all that stuff that we didn't have. We didn't have those opportunities. Um, and during those days, I went to Manual High School and I played um, high school soccer. So kind of in the state of Kentucky, when it's your high school season, you play for your high school. So there's no club soccer going on for like high school age kids. Um, and during high school, I was in and out of uh, youth national team camps a lot. So that's where I think I got recognized to play in college at Louisville. Um, and yeah, and then I went to Louisville for four years. Uh, great time. Loved it there. And then I got drafted um, to go to racing. How important is that sort of Bosnian heritage for you then in this journey? Because I guess... The state of Kentucky and the city of Louisville maybe isn't such a soccer crazy place to be, but because of that sort of, I guess Europe has such a soccer culture that that was brought over and is in your family, that must have had like quite a big influence on you becoming a soccer player. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, my whole family played, like I said, watching them. And I had multiple coaches tell me like I play differently. You know, like I play like European soccer and that's just like how I grew up and how my dad coached me and like how he showed me the game. So I'm like very technical. I love like passes and stuff like I I definitely like am athletic and work to improve that, you know, speed, strength and stuff. But like I like use my head more because I'm smaller and I'm not like a total athlete. But yeah, I remember actually my parents when they got here. I think it was 97, they talked about it not really being a soccer city. I mean, now when you look at Louisville, like, it's like the main event. Like, you have the Kentucky Derby, but you have us, you have Lou City, you have the academies. Um, we're hosting the Women's Cup for the second year in a row. Like, it's just growing. Like, it's what people do on the weekends. They go to a soccer game. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to follow up on that just because – First of all, is this is a question I've I've discussed with many people. Is Kentucky considered the South? It's this is like a big question. It's tough. It's I've kind of settled with myself that I'm from Louisville. I'm not from Kentucky. When people oh, ask okay. me where all I'm right. from, I'm from Louisville. But I would say Kentucky is the South. I would say Louisville is different. If you're in Louisville, it's different, but Kentucky is the South, for sure. Fair enough. But just like you were saying there, it's not a place that's traditionally a soccer city like Louisville. When I think of Louisville, I think of Kentucky in general. It's a basketball state. Louisville, when you have someone like Lamar Jackson, it's it's a it's a football city when that's going on. But just how have you seen the culture change? Like you said, when with with Lou City and, and with what you guys are doing, it's obviously starting to to really grow. But have you seen the city sort of change? Have you seen more kids starting to fall in love with the game? How have you seen the culture of 
of, of soccer in Louisville kind of changing over these last few years now that things are getting going? I mean, yeah, I'm biased. I've always kind of been in my own world and thought it was a soccer city. But for sure, I mean, even when I was younger and I was watching like State Cup, like State Cup was such a big thing in Kentucky, like when all the teams got together and like competed for like the state title and then went to regionals and stuff. Um, we've been out a couple times to the academy practices and stuff. And I mean, I have to leave earlier in the mornings to get to practice on time, even though it's like a three minute drive because the parking lots are full, like cars are in and out. Like every field is occupied besides our field until like it's time to go on. Like there are just people everywhere. Um, our fans are incredible. The support groups just like they put together like gift baskets for us like everyone is just so like you walk into any coffee shop and you'll see our poster so it's just something that um I feel like me and the team we look back like we want to give back to the community and kind of use like our platform for that reason but I honestly think that like the community has impacted us more than we have currently impacted them like, it's just crazy. Like, when you look back and you just, like, see all those fans and, like, their record attendance and the chance that they come up with. And, like, everyone is super invested into us. Looking at, at college, just in that when you think, you know, I've visited friends at different schools around the country. And when you look at college soccer in general, it's it's very much like a coastal thing. And that, like, the most of the powerhouse countries are kind of on the coast. And you've seen that kind of change in the last few years. I feel like I feel like you've seen more more teams outside of the traditional, you know, powerhouses start to kind of change. Like I know Louisville, like as a program, wasn't a traditional powerhouse, but obviously started kind of taking steps forward. What, how have you kind of seen the landscape of college soccer changing over the years? And, and what are some of the things that, that you really took out of those four years playing for Louisville? Yeah. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with you, I feel like I understand college sports more like now than I did when I was 14 because that's when I was committed actually to play in college. I like verbally committed at 14 and it was different for me because my parents weren't from here. So they didn't understand what the NCAA was or like, if you told me the ACC was one of the best conferences, I'm like, like that would mean nothing to me. You know, I'm like, what's the ACC? Like what's the PAC 12? What's the big 10? Um, or like when coaches were like, the ACC would suit you. You're very technical. The big 10 is a very hit and run game. Like, I didn't understand that. I was like, I think I could play wherever I wanted to play. Like, I kind of took it to heart. But, like, now I understand, like, how it varies from conference to conference. Um, But I was, like, fortunate enough, like, you know, with my parents and, like, coaches to, like, make the right decision and play at Louisville. And it is a big school and it is a great conference. And I knew going into it that it was at a good place, but I could make it better. So I knew I would, like, have all the resources. Um, I'd be playing with some good competition, some good girls. Um, I loved um, playing for Coach Days. But I knew that I was going to, like, take that program and run with it. And I wanted to get it to a level um, where it is today and, like, something that I'd be really proud of to leave um, once I graduated. So you said you committed at 14. Was there ever, was there ever like anywhere else you ever considered or was it always Louisville? And, and even once you committed, what was it like kind of playing those next few years, knowing where you were going? Was it kind of like weird in high school, knowing that you kind of had already had your future sorted? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of nice, honestly, 
because I didn't have to worry as much. But growing up, like, that is the only school I wanted to go to. It was just, like, a pride thing. Like, driving by, like, the highway with my dad, you kind of see campus. And now they have Lynn, um, Dr. Mark and Cindy Lynn Stadium, which is, like, this phenomenal stadium that the Lynn family built for us and where I was, like, fortunate enough to play my four years. But before that, they played um, at kind of like the track and field. It was a track and field and soccer stadium. So, like, it was still a very nice stadium, but it had a track around it, so it was used for multiple things. And I still thought that was the coolest thing ever. I was, like, we'd be driving on the highway, like, sometimes, and they'd be playing, and my dad's, like, if you work hard enough, like, you can be playing, like, with them. Like, we'd walk through campus. We'd go to games. And I was, like, this is just the coolest thing ever. Like, this is where I want to be. So, like, that was that was kind of our goal. Like, we would train, like, every day, and, like, we'd watch film, and, you know, like, I worked with my dad, like, my whole life, and that was our goal. And then, like, once Karen called, I was like, wow, like, I kind of felt like I had made it, you know? I had interest from other schools, and I took the time to consider everything, but once I went on my visit, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. And you mentioned it earlier when you kind of figured out when Race and Louvre were coming in, and, and it was aligning perfectly with when you were graduating. Do you, do you remember when you first heard that Luva could possibly launch the NWSL team when the interest maybe came about and when you thought, oh, wow, like the NWSL is coming is coming here. Yeah, like I said, I wanted to go to Chicago because it was close. But I remember, I'm pretty sure I was like in my junior season and people were coming up to me like, look, did you see this? Or like Louisville is going to have an NWSL team. Like you can like play here and this. And honestly, I didn't think much of it at the time. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I was like focused in college. Like I had like my college season, school. And as like it grew and like, you know, you see the social media posts and like the kits and the colors and, you know, like the players are coming here and everything. And I was like, this is something that I really want to be a part of. And I just thought it would be cool to continue to be here, which I actually wasn't sure if that would have been the case because like I was never, although I did talk to the head coach at the time, it was never, um, we're for sure going to take you. It was like, yeah, we're interested, but like, so is everyone else. And we have the fifth pick. So all of us, the U S women's soccer show from goal. Get the latest news and views on the U.S. women's national team and the NWSL on goal. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. 
Find more U.S. women's soccer news and opinion on goal. You talked about draft day being chaotic and like I've covered drafts and it's a mess like even in person when you're trying to figure that out and now you're talking about doing a draft day with like wi-fi and whatnot, like no chance like I can't even imagine what that day was like for you trying to figure it out but when when that did all come together like when you you know when Louisville did pick you and when everything was coming out what was that like not just for you but like for your family and friends because I'm sure that that must have been exciting for them because they had the opportunity to, to kind of follow along with you and stay close to you and see you play so what was that all like when you all kind of found that out together yeah, draft day was really cool because the university, even though there were like very strict COVID protocols, um, they let us use one of our like auditoriums. So I could bring my family, but we had to kind of sit a little farther away from the team and everyone had to have masks on. Um, and there were some people like on FaceTime called in because they couldn't be there, like COVID restrictions and like contact tracing. And, you know, it was crazy. But we had a lot of media tech people who set the whole thing up, which I'm so thankful for because I probably would not have known what I was doing, but it was like, cool. I was there with my family. I had my team. I tell people that I honestly liked it more than if I would have gone somewhere because I had all the people that I wanted there, you know, and they were around me and they got to celebrate with me. Um, and it was just awesome to see people's reactions because I knew everyone wanted me to stay even like, um, the commentators like talking, they wanted me to stay in Louisville. Like it was just like such a fairy tale story. Everybody wanted it to happen. And then when my name got called, like everyone just like went crazy. And my parents, like they got super emotional because they got to come watch me play like, you know, my whole life and they got get to keep doing it. And they were just like super excited. And then I knew I went and I did some calls and some quick interviews. And then I went back out and like everyone congratulated me. And then my family went out to dinner afterwards. What Those first few days and weeks, obviously, you're going in, it's, it's this pro environment. It's your first senior experience. What was that like? And, and who were the players that, I guess, helped you settle into the environment and, and find your feet in this, this new experience that you had? Yeah, it was an interesting environment because it's it was something I've never really been a part of. I think the jump from professional soccer to college soccer in the U.S. is crazy. Like, there was probably nothing I could have done to have, for, like, really prepared myself. Like, I was going to be shocked no matter what coming into this. Um, but the, the speed of play, how, like, good everyone was technically and tactically, like, there were no, like, you know, weak links. Like, everyone was very, like, on top of it, aggressive, competitive. Just, like, I had never been surrounded by people who were so much like me. And it kind of threw me off at first because, you know, you think you're like the only one, but it was like crazy. I was like, wow. Like at the same time, I was like kind of like shocked, but I loved every second of it. I was like, like people who are as competitive as me and like want to win and like all this stuff. It was great. Um, people that helped me definitely. I trained a little bit with Addie Merrick. She got here first, so she kind of. Um, gave me a glimpse of like what the pro environment would look like, how quick it was, how clean everything had to be. But definitely like our captains speak for themselves, Nadia and Nadine, Jessica McDonald, Gemma Bonner, like they are always like very positive, which I think we need as a young team. They're very positive, critical, um, helpful. They're always generating ideas, um, you know, hyping us up. 
Um, I talk a lot with Nadia in regards to, like, on the attack, like, what I need to do better. Gemma is always talking to me on and off the field. Like, do you remember this situation? Like, next time, like, maybe you could do this or, like, this might help help you. And Jess is just – her presence is just amazing on the field. Like, she's very – um, hardworking and positive and it's just like a great teammate but a great leader and it's just someone you want to like play for and give your all now when you start a preseason with like any team it's always some new players trying to adjust to a new city and figure everything out but obviously as an expansion team it's it's a whole group of new players kind of dropped into a city that they may or may not know especially with COVID going on and everything that may or may not have gotten to explore before and figure that out but obviously for you 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 kind of knew what was going on those first few weeks were you everyone's kind of like go to in terms of like, all right, where should I go get coffee? Or like, where do I get pizza? Or like, what's the best food around here? Like, did you kind of have to be the ambassador for Louisville for everyone? Or was that not how it went? Yeah, it definitely went that way. But I feel like this year, people kind of have their footing. And like, even when new people come in, there's like, people who already kind of know what they're doing. But yeah, I was definitely the person for like, um, food recommendations, coffee recommendations, shopping, but it was kind of interesting because preseason here, we start February and it was just a complete snowstorm. Like you couldn't even go anywhere. We barely went to practice and back. Like there was snow everywhere. It was interesting because like you said, people got dropped here. And then once the snow melted, they were like, Oh, that's what it looks like. Because there was just like feet of snow on the side of the roads. Like it was just cold. (laughs) All we kind of did was like, you know, we didn't even have a schedule because I'd wake up at the designated time and then it'll be, oh, two hours. Um, practice is postponed two hours. We're shoveling the fields. It was just crazy. And then after that, it came, the flood came because obviously we had so much snow. So then the fields were flooded and it was our first preseason was just all over the place. Our training facility wasn't finished. So we were kind of working out at the stadium and it was delayed because of the weather. Um, we went to Florida for a trip. I remember we drove to Lexington to use an indoor facility. Um, and we stayed a week in Indiana in like, um, like a grand park where we played, um, inside. So we stayed in a hotel so we could use that the whole week and not have to drive back and forth. So yeah, that's definitely how it went, but it took some time because we were just stuck because of the weather. The the first season in an expansion team is is always a real learning experience as well. Like I mean, no expansion team comes in and gets in the playoffs and and wins the championship. Like there's a lot to kind of figure out, I guess. Like what were the main things that you learned as an individual and and as a team as well last year? I think um, the most important thing last year is that we were going to have to work hard and we were going to have to work hard together. Because, I mean, no one really completely knew what was going on. Like, we all, like, no one knew each other. We came in, we're told we're playing this system, and it kind of changed from time to time. So we really just had to be there for each other. Because if we weren't, then, you know, it wasn't going to work out. We didn't have, like, many star players or, like, national team players. Like, it was honestly just a bunch of kids in Louisville who got brought together, and we were just trying to make it work. You spoke earlier about finding kind of comfort in running into people that were so similar as you. 
But also, like, I'm sure there was part of you when you played some of these teams that maybe, I don't know if starstruck is the right word, but I'm sure you you walked into some games and you're like, oh, my God, like, so-and-so is on the other team. I'm so excited to play for them, you know, when you play against Marta or, or, or whoever, you know. Were there any moments where, where you were sort of starstruck? Were there any moments that, that kind of made you take a step back and go like, wow, like, I'm doing something pretty cool here? Yeah, if I'm being honest with you, I was probably starstruck all last year. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, it started to wear off towards the end. It's worn off now. Like, I'm kind of like, okay, like, I belong here. Like, I'm not a college kid who just got here who's, like, you know, watched these players play, like, my idols. But I remember my first game, and Marta actually talked to me. And, like, I love Marta. Like, I grew up watching her. She was my idol. Like, I love the way she plays, um, all that. And she stopped in the middle of the game, and she just, like, looked me up and down, and she asked me how old I was. Because she's like, you look very young. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm 21. And then she like ran off and then I like had like a double take and I was like, oh, like I need to go follow her. Like she's going to get the ball. Um, but for sure, like it was cool. Like I honestly didn't think I would get to play with many of them. Um, I thought they would be like done or retired, but it's really cool that they're still around. You got to swap shirts with Marta as well, didn't you, at the end of the game? I did actually. I got her to sign it as well. Nice. Have you got it framed or? I don't have it framed. I have it on a hanger, but I need to get it framed. I haven't washed it. It's it's still as it is. What was just like 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 you you spoke earlier about how it was a bunch of kids kind of growing up together and and that's also I'm sure not just on the field but also kind of off the field and there's a whole team bonding thing and there's a lot of people kind of learning the ropes as they kind of go in a new place. You know what? What was the feeling like just in terms of team bonding, in terms of you guys coming to get together and, and, and building, you know, essentially a culture on the fly as you went through that first season? I honestly like to relate it um, to like college vibes because we're all kind of between 20 and 25. So we all have the same interests. We go get coffee together. A um, couple weeks ago, we had like bowling as team bonding. Like everyone is kind of in the same phase of their lives. And um, we established a lot of core things last year, like, you know, like our statements, our mottos, who we want to be on and off the field. And it's much easier this year to kind of like take that and run with it and get new people up to speed, if that makes sense. So it was kind of like a building year, like throughout, because even when we were done with practice, we had like long meetings and many meetings, like what do we want to look like? Who do we want to be? How do you want to impact the community? Like, what is um, Racing Louisville's mission statement? So that was a lot, um, a lot of hard work on and off the field last year. But this year, it's very, like, friendly, accepting environment, um, fun. People are always doing something. You could literally, there's probably four different events going on right now. Like, people are probably either going on a walk or getting coffee or, I don't know, probably shopping at Zappos because that's where we love to go. So, I mean, if you overhear something in the locker room, you just jump in and, like, you could go do something every day. And you're stuck talking to us while everybody's, <laughs> everybody's out having fun. Oh, it's kind of a rainy day today. <laughs> um, we're kind of building up to this, this second season for you and, you know, there's been some changes off the pitch and you've got some new players in and you've got the experience of last year. Um, is it still kind of, when you go out there and, and kind of put on Louisville's colours and you're kind of training and, and playing in your home city in this sort of experience that maybe you didn't expect to get. Is it, does it sunk in yet? Like, what does it feel like to actually play for your home city? It's it's very cool. Like, it's an honour to represent them. And sometimes, like, 
like the chance and the posters and it just like it really hits home for me like I've honestly this is like my sixth year wearing you know Louisville across my chest from college to now and the feeling doesn't fade like I get excited every time I put it on like I feel I feel last year I kind of bit off more than I could chew and I kind of felt like I had like so much weight on my shoulders and I had to do this and this and I like you know didn't want to disappoint anyone because I was like you know I got drafted here and like people expect so much from me like I'm a hometown kid but like that's kind of worn off and I'm just like so happy to be here and you know just be a part of it like be a part of history in my city. As a player how have you kind of felt yourself grow over the last year like you look at like you said, that first year is kind of a whirlwind where you're kind of starstruck and you're seeing all these players you grew up in. And you look at now at the team, you have like Jess McDonald coming in, who's a World Cup winner and, and someone that you could probably learn a lot off of. And as a forward, like how do you kind of look at the game now that differently maybe than you did a year ago? How has your game kind of changed from taking that leap from college where you could do certain things to the pro level where you might have to do things a little bit differently? Yeah, I definitely remember last year more than once I would get advice from people like Nadia or Gemma, you know, but then it would be followed with, but you don't have much experience. Like once you gain experience, it'll get easier. And then telling me these things and I'm like, how am I supposed to do that? You know, like I just kind of have to like tough it out, like go through the rough, I guess, until I get experience. But even after a year, like it makes so much more sense. I like to call it like my sophomore season. You know, like you get in and you're more comfortable. You kind of know the schedule, you know, like you have some friends, you know, the coaches, you're familiar with the environment. Um, I got a glimpse of what it looked like last year so I could prepare myself for the off season. I knew what weaknesses to work on. Like I was just like ready, you know, like I kind of came into it blindly after college. I, I didn't know what to expect, how fast people would be, how quick the game would be, um, like, etc. But it's definitely like the jump from last year to, to this year has helped so much. And I think it's only going to get better. And you, know, you, you are somebody you mentioned earlier, you've, you've played in the, the youth national teams before. And as this, as this young and, and up and coming player in the NWSL, we've got the US women's national team at the moment that is full of young talent getting its chances and um, get, yeah, just being given a chance to shine in that senior team. For somebody like you, who is a, a young and up-and-coming player in this league, is it exciting to see that the players that are performing in this league are, are going to get their chance and, and it doesn't matter kind of how old they are, what experience they've got? Is that motivating for you to, to see the other players in the league that are, I guess, following a similar path to you are, are getting that chance to shine? Yeah, absolutely. Like It's definitely very motivating for me. I think the roster right now is super young and it's been like, a goal of mine ever since I could remember it was always like the University of Louisville and then the national team like it was just those two things me and my dad would aim for um I definitely have opportunities to play with the Bosnian national team as well which is uh really cool and I would love to get over in Europe and kind of like experience that and see what it's like but I am super excited like um for the opportunities that I have here and you know what's to come like I want to play for the U.S. and you know, finally get my chance and get to that level. Well, thank you very much for joining us um, and good luck for the season and, and for the rest of your career, I guess, everything you've got to come. Awesome. Thank you so much. 
It was great to hear there from Amina. Obviously, a, a, a crazy perspective on, on everything that's been going on with Louisville and obviously the, a good look into the mind of a young player who's been going through a lot of different things. Right, Amy? Yeah, I love what she said about Marta. I love that Marta kind of stops her on the pitch and was like, how old are you? That's hilarious. Um, and yeah, I hope she gets that shirt framed and, and put up somewhere cool because that'd be a good one. Yeah, when, I feel like that's one that's got to get a special place. Yeah, when somebody comes into, into your house and you're like, oh, this is just my signed Marta shirt that she gave me. Um, no big deal, just walk past it. Like, that's so cool. Obviously, it seems like... Uh what will be the first of several big moments for Amina as she, she builds this career in this culture in a city that obviously is, is very important to her. It seems like a, a pretty good thing going there. But with that, we'll sign off from this week's episode of All of Us, the U.S. Women's Saga Show. Don't forget to subscribe, follow on your platform of choice. You get every show as soon as it's released. And if you love what you hear, make sure you rate, review, tweet at us, let us know what you think, and, and everything like that. You know, it's been a good one, and, and check back in as we have more, plenty more coming in the weeks to come. For Amy Ruskai, I'm Ryan Tolmich. Thanks for listening. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Get the latest news and views on the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL on Goal.